Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy, of advancing education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts. In partnership with SB Nation, I am Meg Murray, and I am joined, as always, by Paul Stewart. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, just kind of not enjoying the, the the draw between Celtic and St. Martin today, so my soccer team is not doing particularly too well at the moment, but here's... Yeah, a... and you all thought football season was over. No, no, but, but different <laughs> type of different type of football. Yeah. But uh, but I, I do have to say though when I when I'm in Dallas in April and this is when we need to meet up Meg as Celtic versus Rangers on April sixth. Yeah, at a Blackfriar pub in Lakewood, yeah. Dallas, Texas, baby. That, that's the one <laughs> with the Lone Star CSC. There we go. I still I I still want to go. I obviously it's going to be better when you and I get to go together. But I still want to go just like on like see it on my own. Yeah, uh, honestly, if that's one game you want to do it, it's against the old form game, Celtic versus Rangers. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, but other than that, I'm doing all right. How are you? How was New Orleans? Welcome back. <laughs> New, welcome back. I went from straight from New Orleans to California, so I, uh, I haven't spent a lot of time in Dallas lately. But New Orleans is amazing. If you ever get the opportunity to go to uh, Mardi Gras, it's worth it every single time. Just stay off of Bourbon Street because that place is the worst. But literally anywhere else, fantastic parades. Very, 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 very family friendly. People don't think that. But like if you go and you're in the neighborhood parades, like it's fantastic. Um, have a frozen Irish coffee. Wave at me when I drunkenly walk past you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but now I'm enjoying sunny California. So not too shabby. Not too shabby, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good, but yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, but yeah, but so while you were here, it's been a lot. It's been happening this week for the Dallas yeah, Cowboys. A lot happened. A lot happened in Dallas while I stayed away from it. <laughs> yeah, so it's now officially confirmed, and uh, Mike Zimmer is our defensive coordinator, which I'm pretty happy about. If I'm being perfectly honest, more that I've looked into it. Um, yeah. After speaking to Kyle Yeomans from DallasCowboys.com last week, I kind of gave my thoughts and opinions about it. At the time, he wasn't really confirmed, etc. Like there was a wee bit of a delay, but now it's now it's over the dotted line. He's had his press conference. Needless to say, I think it's a really good move for a couple of reasons. One is he likes to run his base defense, so it's just pretty much like a four-three. He's Always had a good track record of stopping the run, and he just he's more hands on approach when it comes to being on the sideline, which we didn't have with Dan Quinn being up in the box. So, and he likes to try and get the best out of his backups as well. Doesn't always mean like he has that high expectation with the starters, but he wants to elevate those backups to try and become starters. 
and that's what I like about him. So, if, like for like say your Sam Williams, your Neville Gallimore's, your Chancy Goldstons and stuff like that. That's the type of guy that you want on your team to help elevate you to really take that next step. So I'm actually I'm quite happy with it. I know there's some Cowboys Nation are not particularly happy about it because there's history behind Summer and the Cowboys. It feels like it's a Jerry and Steven move. I totally get that. You know? Yeah, I personally, <clears throat> and people don't have to agree with me on this. I think that the the where I'm seeing a lot of the pushback is Jerry Jones not making any big changes and then saying, um, like, I'm going to go all in this year. And then you're going and you're getting someone and saying, this is a safe, this is our safe guy. What is all in about that? And I think that's, I think it's just the mixed messaging is yeah. like where we're getting like super annoyed myself included um but like i don't i don't hate bike simmer i know there's like my vikings my my family's vikings fans so it's like i'm getting a lot of stuff from them too but i'm just like oh, so, so I get I, it, uh, but i can't okay. do anything about it fair enough fair enough <laughs> but but yeah so but but overall all, i'm pretty happy with it i mean we kind of yeah. went quite a lot in depth me and kyle last week about it and obviously you and uh, Kelsey kind of talked about yeah. it those talking boys um, mm -hmm. but also in recent news obviously that we've actually now got our dealing coach and all the other assistants like Zimmer's bringing in his staff that he wants to help mold this future defense so um, so we've actually got a former Dallas Cowboy uh, Greg Ellis um, who was a head coach for Texas College and for SAGU uh, last year and he's now coming into the team as our defensive line coach I believe um, let me just double confirm that so yes he is going to be our assistant defensive line coach our main defensive line coach is Jeff and I don't know how you're going to pronounce this Jeff Zangina Zangina I think that's how, how you pronounce it I could be wrong yeah but he has had he was last seen at the Washington Commanders um as their defensive line coach. So and I mean, if that's one thing you could say about Washington, uh, with the players that they had, like like well before um Josh Sweat and et cetera, et cetera, all went on to other ventures, they had a good defensive line. So and it was it was very regimented. So to me, that it kind of brings a little bit of more. Um, Trying to find the right word here. Not safe, but it's like very structured, stable, st stable and structured. I would say, it's again, it's not an exciting hire, but you can understand why we did it. So, and obviously, I think the the, the last one that was brought in is. Paul Gunther, he'll be our run game coordinator to help mm -hmm. assist Songina. And that's so we're adding more coaches to help elevate our run stop. And so I would imagine Gunther will be working closely to like some Mazzy Smith and Jonathan Hankins. Well, if Hankins does resign, we don't know what's going to go on there. But yeah, but pretty much with the interior 
And in terms of the blitzes, he's going to be helping out with that in terms of helping stop the run. So, so we've got those guys in, but over over and all, like it, it's, I'm I'm not screaming for the fences. Oh yeah, this is going to be Dan Quinn's defense two point Not no one's saying that. I think it's going to help strengthening our weaknesses and basically try and cut out as many mistakes in the team. So. And and I think from a player personnel point of view, you're not going to have that mixture of safeties becoming linebackers as much and cornerbacks are going to be more, like, just going to be straight up cornerbacks. Safeties are going to be safeties. Linebackers are going to be linebackers. There's not going to be this hybrid of shifting players about left, right, and center. Yeah. So that I'm quite happy about. But, I mean, give me your thoughts yeah, I mean, if you ask me if I like, it's it's so hard to like right before the playoffs. If you had asked me this question, like, and I and you said that I could have a Dan Quinn style offense, I'd be like, heck yeah. But um, the defense. And I'm not saying that necessarily completely changes because yeah. of what we witnessed, but. Um, and obviously those guys like are familiar with the system. They like it. They can thrive in it. Um, it I'm going to be really focused on who leaves and who comes in mm-hmm. as far as players go. Um, just because obviously you're getting, you know, the likes of digs back. You're going to have overshone, hopefully come back at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be a rookie. So let's not get too crazy, but you're going to have a lot of these guys come back in, but you're also going to lose guys because of, you know, money and what Solid. happened. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, when I finally, when I see like a good glimpse of what they're actually working with, then I feel like I'll have more of a strong opinion on it. But until then I'm just kind of like, Hey, you know what, if you want to keep it the way you kept it and get us to like 12 and five again, like, cool. But What's the where's the all in aspect and where are we going like beyond that? Yeah, the so this is kind of now moves on to the conversation what Jerry Jones has been saying. It's like for us fans, right. all all in is basically bring in people that can be difference makers right, right. off the bat. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's really hard to say because obviously, like who's gonna be available on free agency and stuff like that, and a uh, just kind of looking at the articles and stuff uh, just now. Um, there's a couple of names have been popping up right now. Like there's Jordan Hicks, the linebacker, who's had a lot of experience being with Mike Zimmer. That right. could de- that could definitely help with our linebacker situation with terms of numbers for sure. And he did yeah. have one of his best seasons with the Vikings this year. So um, he was graded 22 cent- second, uh, 22nd overall as a linebacker by PFF. I know it's PFF, I know. But <laughs> um, but yeah. yes, it, but he did have a good season. Um, well, like you just kind of mentioned, Overshawn is going to be added back into the mix uh, after missing his rookie season. And uh, and will likely be losing a fan. The, the, the rumor is Vanderish could retire because of his most recent I wouldn't injury. blame him for that honestly. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't uh, blame him. Would not blame not him. Not that I want him to, but I he's put his body through a lot. Um 
but I, I think you made a good point there. It's something that we saw with DQ. Um, there are players that will follow a coach. Mm-hmm. So, and you saw that with, you know, what Dante Fowler, uh, Jaron curse guys like that. Yep. There's going to be like Zimmer faithfuls that he's going to be able to pull and that like, will come play for him. Yep. Because how that. Yeah. Just the, the, absolutely. Cause there's certain players yep. that can just totally understand where he's coming from. And, and that, and I think that's very key important. If you can bring in players that actually understand what Zimmer's trying to accomplish to players that's never worked with Zimmer before, that, that can massively help and give uh, the players that are unaware of Mike Zimmer's um, right. terminology and um, like direction of how he wants to go with this defense. It's going to be fundamental. And so, I do like that though, because like they're not going to be those big sexy names that you're like, oh yeah, difference maker. But like when when you have those guys that have such a good rapport, like they're ta- they're focusing on longevity of their career. They're yeah. like, I can play for this guy for a long time because I know what I'm doing. Therefore, overarchingly, I'm going to get more money. And they're not like necessarily contract chasing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if like you know, who they end up picking up through that kind of process. But yeah, Invader Zim has uh, taken over the defense. <laughs> Invader Zim. <laughs> I like that one. Have you, have you seen that in a, did, was that, sorry, was that cartoon like a thing over there or no? I have heard all of it. You saw me post it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I did see it post I was like, yesterday. I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, but I, I've, I can't say I've ever watched it, but I know of it, so. yeah. I think I I think I even made that joke when he started with the Vikings, but because that's the first thing I thought of, and I was like, I just can't. <laughs> yeah, like maybe. Yeah, like, still speaking about like so, uh, a yeah. like, Jerry Jones and types are doing all that stuff like that. There is other positions that he still could target, and one of them could be running back, and one could be offensive line. And looking at the article of what uh, on bloggingaboys.com, thanks to uh, one of our editors, Brian Martin, um, uh, he kind of says, uh, like, so J.K. Dobbins would be a good shout, and offensive lineman Osiah Wynn from the Miami Dolphins could be a potential item player to bring on board. So, and he's which, a big boy. He's a big boy, very big yeah. boy, and very good. So he was uh, when was the twenty. 20- Twenty-third overall pick in the two thousand eighteen draft with the New England Patriots, and he's it he could be a potential starter if he was to come to Dallas because we still don't know what is going to happen with Tyron Smith. We still don't know, right. it, like because as much as I like we we've been saying this for years now, we all love Tyron Smith, but at the same time, we not would not be mad if he was to retire. Well, like, it's the writing is on the wall. I think we're all like you know, trying to set ourselves up for success as fans, because yeah, I can argue that they're not doing enough to set themselves up for his departure. Yeah. Success in that market. But like, I feel like as fans, we are kind of like, it's looming, it's coming. And we know that. Yeah. It, it kind of, for me, it kind of feels like we're holding on to the strings, tearing away piece by piece with. Yeah. It's. Keep, crazy to watch him like have a good season like last season i know like and even yeah. but, but then again like even we still did not have a full season out of him he's st- that rec- 
but like I find that's now been eight seasons in a row. He's not had a full season. So it does kind of beg the question is like, how long can he go before health can be in jeopardy here? So I think bringing in like a win would be like a good safety net. Like you could probably still keep both from potentially how you work the salary cap. Maybe we don't know, but um the it could even put win at the right tackle for like a steel to kind of like build themselves back up again. Who yeah. knows that there's there's so many ways we can help improve this squad. And like I kind of like talking about the running back J A J K Dobbins who played for the Baltimore Ravens. Mm -hmm. That that could be a shout as well. Um, his market value is not too expensive. It's not too cheap. But it's it's like like on the baseline. So I think bringing him on board, he's still young enough. He's only 25 years old. Um, he's looking to kind of like have a bounce back after last season just there. So um, it, like after and obviously with the multi, like injuries and stuff like that. So that could be a potential idea because obviously we don't know what we're going to do with Tony Pollard. Um, for me, right. I don't think we're going to give Pollard a contract and I think he's going to test the market. Because if you were to give Pollard this new contract and you would expect him to be a, f a free down back and in realistic terms, Tony Pollard is not a free down back. It really isn't. Like, he's good for the type of, like, screens and outside run, like... Yeah, when you can get him to break through, like, that's where you see those... Yeah, where he, he shines the most, but like he's he not needs to help him do that. Yeah, we need like a type of <clears throat> like like so Dobbins. He's not much of a powerhouse running back. That's probably that's why I would say that probably be like a Paula's replacement. But I still think we still need a more powerhouse running back in this team. I mean, yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, it it would be interesting, like to see if they just did sit back and go with like what Rico Dowdle and uh, J.K. Dobbins and just like, but then again, it's like this. Where is this all in aspect coming from? I'm so I know, I know. It feels like um we're all this meme right now. You know the guy that tilts his head yeah. sideways with all the big question marks. It's like right. what, like. Yeah, because I think a lot of people would be interested in Derrick Henry. I know we're all wary of, you know, giving someone like a big contract and I completely get that. Um, but it's just like, I'm wondering what position we're like, really, you're going to do your big all in moment. Are we just saying this? It just leaves the we're, question. We're all just like frogs in slowly boiling water. <laughs> I have no idea what that term terminology means. Murphy, I, I really don't. It's when they don't notice that they're in boiling water because it's sl it's slow and then they die. <laughs> ah, like a sinking ship. Pretty much. Yeah, but okay. I feel like you know when the ship is sinking. Uh, true. Fair enough. <laughs> this is more of a sneak up on you approach. I'm not. <laughs> uh... Regardless, it doesn't matter. But it's it's kind of like, are you. He does this a lot where he just says things to placate people. And I want to see him actually do something about it. So we'll see. If there's one thing Jerry Jones is the master of is marketing. He knows how to like I I'm trying to be careful with my words here. He knows how to polish a tud. <laughs> like no, he, he can turn a tud into gold. 
Yeah. Like, remember what he did with the whole Ezekiel Elliott situation? He did Zeke who? Like, that caused a lot of bad negativity, but he managed to turn that into a marketing, like, like genius market. He managed to make that into a T-shirt. Not genius, but... It, it, no, when you really think about it, he made a lot yeah. of money on that. So, in a way, it sold, it made money, it brought more profit to the Cowboys, but still didn't get us a Super Bowl, unfortunately, but... <laughs> No, I don't think but, I'll ever forgive him for the Amari Cooper thing either. So we're just we're yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I can't believe we were, we're still talking about that. My God, if they just bring him back, <laughs> that would resolve a whole lot of issues. To be honest, it really would. But I don't even know. know how plausible that is. But I'm not going to let myself think about it too much. Um, okay, so you you've already mentioned people that you are looking at mm -hmm. for like as far as drafting goes yeah is there is there anyone else that you want to like put on anyone's radar well not enough no one else just yet but i did okay. mention i did mention to carry yeomans last week on mm -hmm. the world's team um about two particular players i'm quite fond of and obviously i kind of mentioned offensive line and linebacker i think that's the main priority going into this draft because yeah. because we don't know what we're going to be doing with Bayadish, we don't know don't know what we're going to be doing with uh, Tyron Smith. So, and the way how the draft is going right now, there's a lot of good offensive linemen in this draft. But the one guy that does stand out to me is Johnson Powers Jackson, or Jackson, right. uh, Jackson Powers Johnson. Sorry, that's a bit of a tongue twister. Yes. Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. Those with ambitious, out-of-reach ideas begging to become real solutions. They share a vision for how our world and our lives can thrive when bold thinking meets strong silicon. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy through the power of supercomputing. They dream of trust and privacy for all, of advancing and expanding education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to build something better. To know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Three name guys. I know, I know. But he is an absolute beast. The, the center from Oregon who can play flex, he can play guard and stuff like that. So that is one guy I am quite fond of. And if he was there... At number 27, I think we're, we're yeah, we're 27 from the draft. Yes, I think we are. If he's there at 27, I don't see why not we pull the trigger on that. But Mickey Spagnola kind of mentions on his article on DallasCowboys.com that linebacker should be a priority, and I totally agree. But in terms of the draft, I don't think a lot of people have much first-round grades on any linebackers at all, if there's none at all. Don't think there's any first round grades so far on linebackers, but if there is one linebacker I do quite like is a uh, Peyton. Oh God, what's his name again? 
Oh, that's trying to be, that's trying to do my head in. But basically, he's the linebacker for NC State. But the only problem with him is he's got a bit of an injury history. That's the only problem. And he's he's 24 years old right now. So he's not going to have a long career in the NFL. But he is quite an impactful player when he's on the field. If he was to add on an extra 10, 15 pounds when it right. comes, like, in the <clears throat> NFL... And when it comes to uh, and it, and let's be frank, we pretty much have one of the best medical teams, not just in the NFL but in all of sports. For like said, Dak Prescott to still continue playing, for like said, Jalen Smith to even have a career, like that is just nothing but short of remarkable. So the the wonders that the the, the medical staff in Dallas can do, I'm I'm sure like if a Peyton can actually come into Dallas and actually do a good job and. But again, it's just the the big question marks. How it how it's just the injury concerns and and that's pretty much it. But when you watch this game film, he is end to end, sideline to sideline, just an absolute ball hawk of a linebacker. He knows how to run the blitz. He knows how to actually lay a point and the way he how he tackles. He knows how to wrap up. So he's a really exciting guy to watch, and I I'll definitely need to send you a video clips of his highlight reel. Yeah, so he's he's a guy to look look out for. That's yeah, right. but we love it. Um, there's a something that we need to talk about. Yeah, oh, sorry, his name's Peyton Wilson. I just remembered Peyton Wilson. Peyton Wilson. There we go. Perfect. Um, there was a there was a little. Uh, Dallas versus Philly last night, in a way. Yeah, well, well, depending on what allegiance this particular person wants to go, one day he's yeah. Picks, you never I was, know. I was, I would say Dallas versus Pennsylvania. I would say that. Oh, is he a Steelers fan? Sometimes. Yes, he is. Oh well, that's how much I pay attention to him. So, uh... if if you don't know who we're talking about, folks, it's the one and only Mister Stephen A. Smith. The one and only. That absolute fruitcake. Sorry, I had to say it. I had to say it. Like, he's, he's all noise, essentially, when he's on television. I'm sorry. It, I, I just don't think he brings any actual value to any conversation. Like, nine times out of ten, he's mostly wrong in quite a lot of scenarios, besides he's just 20. I only listen to him when he talks about basketball. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, like basketball wise, he knows his stuff, but but the only time he sounds relevant is when he's mocking us when we lose. Any other time, like he gets a lot of statistics, like reading out statistics wrong in terms of reading like players, um, like just ah, uh, he just talks a lot of jabroni sometimes. Yes, he certainly does, and um, Micah Parsons had the chance to stick it to him because he was yes, on. Yes, he did. He was on Shannon Sharp's team for the celeb all-star game. Um, and it was Shannon Sharp's team versus Stephen A. Smith's team. Stephen A. Smith thought he he was talking all week about how he had these like ringers um on his team and they were worth every penny, whatever that meant. But <laughs> like just saying that he had like a juggernaut team. And and uh, Micah Parsons was playing against him. And uh, he won MVP. So. <laughs> yeah, and he couldn't help. Up, Steven? Yep, and he just couldn't help 
get on that microphone during a speech to rub it in his face. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he deserved to. He, if you were watching that game, it was, it was obviously he's a very skilled athletic person, mm -hmm. but like he's just also a giant person too. So I think a lot of it was like, Look, this is a celeb all-star game. I'm not going to get my life ruined by this man. So they like would step out of his way a little bit too. Yeah, because you because there's some players on like some celebrities yeah. in there like who don't even look as though they belonged on a basketball no. court at all. Like they had the they had the frame of a stick insect. <laughs> so when you've got a guy like Micah Parsons charging right out to you, the best thing to do is actually move out of his way. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he, he got, he was also offered a chain from Puka Nakua. So we love that little, uh, bonding you could say in the NFC. Um, but yeah, it was, it's kind of fun just to be able to stick it to Stephen A. Smith and he had nothing he was able to say back because nope. he was that dominant. So yep. what are you going to do about it? Ha ha. Ha I just, I just love it when someone that's so trashy and so mouthy like that, like Stephen A, just has no response. It's very satisfying. Just like LaShawn McCoy sometimes. Yeah, LaShawn <laughs> McCoy. Yes. Gotta, gotta, Shady is Shady, so. <laughs> He's nickname, nickname by default. Yeah. <laughs> like, where did you get that from? Um, all right. Well, we, we always love a dub when it co goes in a Cowboys column. So, um, stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Stephen A. Smith. Um, but also there's, there's other comments that have been made that I think that you wanted to sound off on. Yeah. Like obviously this happened last week and I didn't really manage to express this obviously because during the recording, of the show with Kyle Yeomans, the comments didn't come out yet. So it was when uh, Demarcus Lawrence was on one of the NFL Super Bowl shows and he was asked uh, a question. So what what was the reason why Dallas did not beat Green Bay? And he basically turned around and said, we were tired. I'm sorry, but that is a terrible excuse. If that's the case, Every single team in the NFL is, is just as equally tired. And fair play to Stephen Gilmore, who I will applaud for calling that out. So I just think using tired just as a generic term, just to say that's why you did not win, is very lame. And it's, it's very poor, very, very poor. It, it didn't feel like there was a, any ounce of responsibility except accepting the blame or anything like that or trying to find out what exactly went wrong where compared to Stephen Gilmore, he went and said, we just did not prepare and basically we got a lot of things wrong. That's all had to be said. Like even stuff like that. Although like, what is it with all these people exposing the coaching lately? I'm all for it because they need it, but damn. It's, like Kyle Huszczyk when he was like, yeah, I didn't, we didn't know the rules for overtime in the, in the playoffs. Yikes. 
and like we didn't prepare enough yikes mm. what are we doing yeah yeah it's it's just crazy like it almost feels like now that nfl players are being more outspoken when it comes to interviews podcasts yeah, whatever, sometimes I f sometimes i and i've never watched this tv show but it feels like it's becoming desperate housewives <laughs> do you mean desperate housewives or real housewives real well, whatever whatever like both both valid comparisons i would say but one's a reality show and one's a scripted or, television. Or it's like They're both or, very important to me. So I just want to make sure that we're or, <laughs> talking or, everything. Or in realistic terms, it feels like you're keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> so we're talking about reality TV then. Yeah, like tr trashy reality TV. I, I Real football to... players of the NFC. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. I'll, I oh will um, help produce that show. I have a lot of thoughts. Um, <laughs> Meg, Meg, the producer. There we go, folks. I've been saying, like, I watch all I watch all these shows, obviously, and I'm like, these people go into like interviews so unprepared, and I'm like, where's the job where I can like help you spin that? I know it's a PR thing, but I'm like, I could help you spin this to make it so much better. <laughs> mm, I know, but anyway, that I just I, you're I, exposing I, people. I know. But yeah, but anyway, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I just find yeah. that was just a bit of a bit pure excuse. And from going forward, when you've got like some Mike Zimmer now in the room, there's going to be no excuses like that. Like he's going to like, he's going to grill people for saying that. So, so I wouldn't be surprised that Zimmer will actually have a conversation with him about some of these comments. No doubt. Bring it on, baby. The season is already looming and we haven't hit the draft yet. So <laughs> I know, I know. It it just feels so weird that it's all over. Like Super Bowl's over. Like, <laughs> yeah. like well, well, you, well we're, 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 well, I'll tell you what though, we are somewhat technically happy. Dallas did technically win the Super Bowl if you want yeah. to be very technical. Never Niners, baby. Never Niners. No, well, not just Oh, the you mean you're talking about the uh, Hunt family. The yeah, the da Dallas. The, the original Dallas team, the Dallas Texans from the 1940s before they moved to Kansas City. So technically, Dallas did win the Super Bowl, technically. <laughs> so there is that. And, well, the Hunt and, family and, still lives in Dallas, so yeah. in a way. Our I, billionaires are better than your billionaires, all right? <laughs> oh, God, yeah, here we go. And not to mention, either you love them or you hate them, Mahomes is a Cowboys fan, so... Uh, yeah. Um, yes, he's been at games before he was drafted. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. I know he's from Texas. I know that, but but it doesn't just, mean he's a Cowboys fan right now. I, I not right now, but but like before all that, like he's he, a Texan. All right, yeah, you, can, yeah. you can take a Texas W there. Yeah, but yeah, no. The thing is, Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. All I told y'all every game, I was like. It's going to be the Chiefs until they prove me wrong. I, I will say, though, it's like I would say their journey to the Super Bowl is probably the most impressive. They had the hardest route to get there. Absolutely. Like Ravens, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo. All the way for the first all time. All the way from home. And they did it. So you, you can't help but it's like just like cross your arms and all that. Fair play. Fair play. It's definitely it was a weird feeling. 
Like I was, I was very stressed watching it and I was obviously rooting for the chiefs. Um, then especially I was rooting against the Niners. So when they were doing good things, I was like, F like, I hate this. Um, but it was like weird to watch a team that you're rooting for, like come through. What's that like? I know. I, I, I was just happy I didn't have to endure any trash talk from 49ers fans and uh, Maggie's on Sunday, Sunday morning. Well, Monday There's morning. a really funny viral song about the 49ers that I'll have to send you, and it's not um, appropriate for me to sing it right now. No. Like, but it's so funny, and I it's stuck in my head. I have to say, what is it with losing Super Bowl teams smashing their televisions? What is up with that? You ever like? You I mean, see- we did that when we it like the Cowboys fans do that all the time. But people like they take that one video and they like replay it a million times. NFL fans are crazy. That's the end all be all of it. And just when you thought soccer fans were crazy, NFL fans could be even crazier. Uh, yeah, that's why I always find it funny when like. NFL fans will talk about how crazy like fans of like music are or whatever. And that I I'll take that across the board to like every genre, but I'm like, you guys like, what was the thing where like Philly was like something was like horse crap on the ground and like, they have to grease the lightning, the light poles. Oh, I'll find it. Someone ate like horse horse crap off the ground. Cause people are freaking crazy. Now this is that I'm really targeting Philly when I'm talking about this too. Filthy, filthy. Filthy, filthy. But I'm just saying fandoms make people do wild things. They could be wildly positive or wildly insane. <laughs> well, you've well, true, you do have the bills that love to go basic go old WWE and the parking lot. Sma- even before the game. I know. Smashing through tables. It looks fun. I'm not gonna lie. It's something I would do. People that. flip cars and like incite riots downtown. I wouldn't do that. Like, I wouldn't do that. And sometimes if their teams win, they do that too. Like the idea of like doing Swan Tom elbow drops onto tables. Right. Some, I, I don't know why. I would do that. I it's would. It's that mob mentality. Like once you see someone <laughs> else do it, you're like, I want to do it too. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah, what blood lights are not gonna do any damage. I need a whole bottle of jack to get that courage to do it. I've seen that before. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we went anyway. on too much blabbing away there. <laughs> yeah. All righty, guys. Well, you can always keep in touch with the Dallas Cowboys by looking at bloggingboys.com because all the information you need is there every time something happens. You can also listen to uh, podcasts about the Dallas Cowboys every single day of the week by subscribing to Blogging the Boys wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell Paul to hurry up and get his butt to Texas. We've got some football watching to do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. (laughs) Alrighty. And uh, until next week. Dallas forever. Philly for never. Let's go. Let's go.
Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy, of advancing education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts.